Hello, church. I hope and pray that you all are finding peace, the peace that only God can give in troublesome times like these. I would like to read here a reminder of God's love for us in Psalm 91 and verses 1 through 6. It says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler, that's a bird trap, and from the perilous pestilence. A pestilence is defined as a deadly epidemic disease. He shall cover you with His feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. Church, this is not a time for God's people to be afraid or anxious or uncertain. It is a privilege that though the world seems to be panicking and falling apart around us, and these are very uh, uh, unique times that we are living in for sure, yet despite all of this that is happening around us, the Christian has the privilege of the peace of God in his heart. The Christian has the privilege of being held together by the Holy Spirit, by the angels, and by the fellowship of the body of Jesus Christ in such a way that we can be a witness at this very important time. So I hope that you all are, are taking courage at this time. Again, these are very unique circumstances, and our church, our conference, um, our world conference is very aware in addressing all of these things. And so uh, at this moment, I would like to bring some important updates from our Texas Conference uh, of Seventh-day Adventists in our local church as well. Um, I'd like to read a part of a letter from a town hall meeting that the Texas Conference uh, administration had with its pastors and teachers on March 17th, uh, 2020. And it was about the state of our church and schools and tem a temporary plan that they have come up with. Let me just read a, a portion from this uh, memorandum that was sent out and um, in, in re response or as a follow-up to this town hall meeting. It says, Knowing that as people travel back and forth, the number of COVID-19 cases may increase. The Texas Conference is joining other organizations in closing its church building for at least 30 days, effective March 17, 2020. Quote, it was a hard decision to make. That's from Elder Craig, the Texas Conference president. But we want to do our part to eliminate the spread of the disease. Uh, and that being said... Only the building is temporary closing, temporarily closing its doors. 
church will continue in a variety of ways through online platforms, chat groups, phone calls, and texts. Small groups up to 10 people are allowed to meet, preferably in homes. That's an, that's an excerpt from the letter. So our churches across the Texas Conference have chosen to do their part in closing the doors of the building uh, to help stop the spread of this disease. But I want to re-emphasize here that just because the building is closing, that does not mean that we are not having church. It does not mean we are not worshiping. It does not mean that we do not have faith in God. N not at all. Uh, as a matter of fact, this is a very exciting opportunity for us to worship in our homes, with our families, in small groups, uh, with people uh, in long, that are long distances away. It should be uh, remembered that the early Christian church did not have buildings in which they met. Um, they did not have that privilege because of persecution, external persecution and pressures. The early church did not have buildings for hundreds of years. And the way they met was in homes, by the riversides, in catacombs, in small groups. And this built strong relationships uh, between believers. And it is one of the important elements of the, the strong growth of the early Christian church. So there, this is by no means uh, a closing of Christian worship or um, this should not be a discouragement to us at all. Our place of worship is a, a wonderful place where we meet God, but it's not the only place and it should not be the primary place that we meet God. The first place that we meet God should be in our own homes every day. This is the most important thing. And so I want to encourage us to continue worshiping and maybe even look at this as a, as a way of uh, injecting new vibrant life, creative ways into our worship of God with our families and with other people as well. Um, Small groups, they encourage a relationship building, and this is uh, very common in many other parts around the world. It's something that's really lacking in our churches here in America, uh, and it's something that we can capitalize on at this time. Uh, but not everyone is going to be uh, feeling comfortable meeting in these small groups at this time. And that's very understandable. Some people probably should not, some of our more vulnerable uh, members of society in the church. Uh, we can also meet by phone. Uh, we've been having phone conferences this week uh, with some of our church members. Social media, virtual platforms that allow video chatting. Uh, and video conferencing. Uh, for those with small children, Pastor Dan Cerns has really great ideas for getting children and young people involved in family and group worship. You can go to YouTube and simply search Dan Cerns Families of Hope Training Worship 104 
Family Worship 2010. And if you uh, look that up on YouTube, you'll see a number of presentations by Pastor Dan Cerns. Uh, and that one in particular is about 15 minutes long and talks about uh, how to have family worship with children and young people. Uh, I also want to let the church know that I will begin developing and um, recording sermons that will be available uh, over the next few weeks. Um, sermons that, that the church can watch um, from their own homes. Uh, they will be uploaded to our website and I will also develop a um, YouTube channel and make that available uh, so that people can still see their pastor um, giving sermons. Uh, so please be looking out for that. I also want to say that uh, I will be working on a document that will help give ideas and resources for small groups in the weeks to come and in possibly months. And I want to encourage anyone who needs help setting up a, um, a phone line, a, a, a um, phone conference line, or anybody who needs help uh, setting up a small group, or anyone who needs help setting up a, a video a conference online, please call me and let me know. I would be more than happy to help you all through the process. And there's others in our church who can help you as well. Um, and I also want to encourage us all to please stay in, in touch with your fellow Christians. I want to encourage us to call, to text, to email, to connect on social media, send snail mail. Many of us have gotten out of the habit of writing letters and, and sending them to people. What a precious thing it is when I receive letters or cards and send them off to, to loved ones. Um, to get back in the habit of doing those things for those of us who've gotten out of the habit uh, of doing those things. Um, and I want to encourage us to especially remember the vulnerable population in our churches and our society. Those who are older and who have bad health conditions uh, have, been, have shown to be more susceptible to this disease um, they're, they're more harmed and, and, and more likely uh, to suffer more severely than the rest of the population. I'm going to close with um, some words here from Luke chapter 21 and some the words of Jesus concerning the end of time. He's talking about the signs of the times and the end of the age. And he says here in Luke 21 and verse 10, then he said to them, The nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be great earthquakes in various places and famines and pestilences. There's that word again. And there will be fearful sights and great signs from heaven. It goes on to say in verse 19, By your patience, Possess your souls. Jesus is giving the signs and the warnings about what will happen just before the end of time. And we should remember that God brings the world to an end. He closes the chapter of 
last chapter of Earth's history over a period of time, not all at once, not all suddenly. He gives us warnings. He gives us wake-up calls. He gives us signs and landmarks. This pandemic panic that is going on around the world with the coronavirus is a wake-up call to the world and to God's people. This is a wake-up call that we need to recommit ourselves to our Savior Jesus Christ and to the mission of the church. You know, uh, we have been putting in our bulletins um, for quite some time now the mission of the church, and it's actually an excerpt from page 9 of Acts of the Apostles by Ellen White. And she says here that the church is God's appointed agency for the salvation of man. It was organized for service, and its mission is to carry the gospel to the world. Even in the midst of this pandemic panic, our mission has not changed. Not one bit. We are still God's appointed agency for the salvation of man. We are still to serve others as best as we can given the circumstances and to proclaim the gospel. But Jesus goes on to say here, um, towards the end of this sermon that he's given, in, in verses 25 through 28, he says, And there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming upon the earth. Wow, this sounds very much like what's happening in our world today. The powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in cloud with power and great glory. Hallelujah. And verse 28 says, Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. I want to ask you at this time, are you looking up? Are you looking to your Redeemer and your Savior? I know we can get so distracted and drawn into all the news and all the closures of the buildings around us, even our own church and, and the isolation that is, that is being asked of us. Um, I know that all of this can really draw in our attention and bring anxiety and, and changes to our everyday life, to our work and school and, and worship and so on. But at this time, I want to encourage us to look up. What an exciting time it is that we can see prophecy being fulfilled before our very eyes. What a wonderful thought that we are witnessing a sign of the Bible being fulfilled that tells us that our redemption is drawing nigh. It's closer than ever before. I hope that you are getting excited as we are seeing signs that tell us our Savior is coming. Are you ready? Are, are you trying to help others be ready as well too? Because it's coming and it's exciting. And I know that once we get there, there'll be no pandemics, no diseases, no suffering or pain, that we'll just be with our Lord and Savior for all eternity. I'm, I'm looking forward to that, and I hope that you are as well. So uh, don't lose heart. 
Um, stay encouraged, stay in prayer, stay in the word, and stay in fellowship. May the Holy Spirit be with you and the angels of God. God bless you and happy Sabbath.